Gonna Make It So So, a podcast about the not-so-good episodes of Star Trek. Today we're talking about Elosium, which is episode four of season two of Star Trek Voyager. As Voyager encounters a swarm of life forms in space, Kess gets weird and lets everyone know she's ready to have a baby. <laughs> I'm Newman. Hey, I'm Beth. I'm Dan. Uh, Beth, you want to take a shot at first impressions? Yeah. Uh, first of all, that was an excellent summary. Good job, Newman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. First impressions for this episode. Like most Voyager episodes that we've reviewed thus far, I think this episode has some interesting um, kind of gems, like some interesting themes within it that I think are really cool. But the episode on a whole is bonkers, like just mm-hmm. weird and bizarre. And I think the way they approached those themes was really strange. So my impression would be that this episode, uh, had a, had a good idea maybe at the outset, but was just the execution turned out to be crazy. So yeah, Dan, what are your thoughts? All right. Uh, I did not enjoy my time watching this episode. <laughs> it's, uh, it was time checking pretty hard. It's, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. as though yeah. they wanted the every frame of this episode to be about sex, but keep it G rated. Yeah. Which inherently like makes it a little like clunky. Mm-hmm. And, and also, so I, I don't understand any of the relationships between any characters on this show. Hmm. It, it's as though I don't think anyone it, does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole time I was thinking, like, this is what a second grader would imagine a relationship is like. Yeah, yeah. I, I just it was bothersome and got in the way of really any kind of immersion. Mm-hmm. Shocking, <laughs> like most of these episodes. There was yeah. a point in time where yeah. I was thinking, like, what must the writer's room been like when they were writing this piece of dialogue or like oh, chaos. this specific yeah. thing, like. I don't, yeah. I was just like, I don't understand what this was about. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. what, what did you think, Newman? Uh, yeah, I think this one's pretty much a stinker. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of combining both of what you guys said. Uh, Beth. Yeah. I mean, um, some of the themes are, are okay, but the way that they executed it mm-hmm. just muddles the actual message. If there was any, right. um, I, I get the impression that the, the, episode might have been like about like teen pregnancy kind of maybe but but the the way that they you know handle it with like all the weird cast terminology that like muddles everything and like yes. it just it it, 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 just, it completely misses that whole message the way they um, explain how the mating works too is like right that completely ruins the whole insane yeah, yeah. It's creepy insane it really, yeah. really is. it's really especially because they mentioned a few times that she's only two yes. years no. old no she's not <laughs> like, two yet she's not she even two yet one. exactly it's like, so it's not even teen pregnancy yes yeah. yeah. it's infant yeah. pregnancy Bob, baby yeah no, anyway it's yeah. it's it's super the, bizarre and and weird and um and also Dan, like like what you said, it's they they didn't know how to handle any of the dialogue as far as like well we want to say something but mm-hmm. we really don't know how so we're just gonna have two Vox say these random dumb one liners like uh, we have lost our sex appeal I just, oh, it's just I yeah. think I think this whole episode was written for that line uh, probably yeah, yeah yeah probably I think I, it's something like yeah. Captain we've lost I think we've lost uh-huh. our sex appeal yeah I think someone was just joking around. And then, like, there was a writer in the room, mm-hmm. and it's like, "All right, 
Sold. That's in. That's, that's yeah. going to be Keep our next episode. In. Yeah. I actually think though that like, so the themes that I was talking about that I think are really interesting and they're brought up a few times was this idea of because their mission is now indefinite, the idea of having to explore the, uh, having to explore the notion of having an intergenerational crew, mm-hmm. like a crew that because at a certain age, the current crew is not going to be able to perform their duties anymore. And what do you do then? So like, that's a cool idea, especially for deep space exploration. And these are things that, um, I think like current people thinking about missions to Mars and stuff are, are kind of exploring too, because it does take so long to get to these places. Like, and sure you know, the likelihood that those missions are like one way missions and stuff like, what do you do next? So I, yeah. I thought that was actually an interesting, cool idea, yeah, um, while, but that's while, not the main theme of the show of this episode. No, like that would right. have been a cool theme. Even though that is an interesting theme, mm-hmm. uh, when that's proposed, Janeway is very hesitant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yes. Chakotay <laughs> is like, Hey, we're going to need replacement crew. Cause if this thing takes 75 years, we're not going to be able to do it. Right. And then right. she's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's going to well, be rough. He's the one though, but he's <laughs> hesitant. He's, he's like, the okay, one who well, the other up, option like... is we all die. Right. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. is leaning that way. Yeah. yeah. Like always. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the one that I, I guess we could start talking, start talking about the episode. Yeah. Let's just, let's just dive. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll dive in. So, yeah. How do we start, Newman? What's how's the cold open um, start? Remind well, me again. so I, I think I mean it. It literally starts with kind of like a uh, like a, a mini picture of the whole episode. So like Chakotay mm-hmm. walks into the turbo lift and he sees mm-hmm. a couple um, kissing, mm-hmm. um, who are also officers on the ship, mm-hmm. and they see him catch them and they're like, "Oh, it's Chakotay. Let's leave because uh, <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. want to get in trouble." Yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of captures the whole feeling of the whole episode right there, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, awkward, you know, awkward yeah. teenage. Awkward, <laughs> you know, awkward romance um, and with Chakotay questioning it the whole time is mm-hmm. essentially the, yeah. this episode. Uh, yeah. So and, ha- has yeah. it has anything been established before? Like our relationships? So not not banned, but are this they, is uh, a question that I had actually. This is a question that I had. So because on TNG. Um, Families and relationships were, I wouldn't say encouraged, but they weren't discouraged at all because the ship had space to have children on board. Like the ship had a school and like Mm -hmm. places and spaces for children and families. But it seems that Voyager, even though it's later in the timeline, does not. And Newman, maybe you can answer this. Is that because that ship is for different purpose missions? Like not not necessarily deep space? Is that Um, why? I would say yes, because Voyager okay. is a much smaller ship. Um, yeah. Enterprise has about a thousand crew. Voyager has about like one fifty ish, and that that okay. changes. That must be why. Um, then. Yeah. So there's just yeah, and and as Jamie mentions, their mission was only supposed to be for three weeks, right. not for yeah. seventy five years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, then again, I've never really I'm trying to think, you know romance among Starfleet crew has never really been frowned upon. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always been couples. Yeah. Um, Ch- Ch- Chakotay seemed like he was not supportive. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that might just be because of their current predicament. Like maybe he mm-hmm. wants people to stay focused or something like that. But it really would make sense that people would start to hook up on the ship when 
we're going to be out yeah. here for 75 years. Yeah, like we could die here. Like there's exactly. no getting right. back. So let's <laughs> yeah. live our lives sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and spoilers, not really, but shortly after this episode, you know, couples do start the form like mm-hmm. Tom and Tom and Bellana, uh, you know, um, and then, you know what, though, come to think of it, like Tom Paris and Harry Kim are always talking about like, oh, we're going to go date the sense down here. So like. So, yeah, it's never really discouraged. Like, there's always mm-hmm. been, been dating on Voyager. So the fact that, like, Chakotay is so taken aback by it is kind of, like, It's a little weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, okay, so the only thing I could think of that kind of supports his frame of mind is I can't, I truly don't know, is the show trying to, like, portray this, like, relationship between he and Janeway? So I feel like sometimes they're oh, implying yeah. that like like they have this forbidden whatever, and they also at sometimes like they're completely separate entities that have no interest in, in each other. I I couldn't quite tell because I feel I some scenes that too, do that that, that they might have like maybe a romantic interest in each other, maybe, but maybe not. Um, Almost like I mean, Picard and Crusher. Yeah, well, well like, Picard and Crusher have, are. are Definitely, like, have, have feelings oh. for each other. They, um, were, they were crushing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were crushing it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do get that hint sometimes that Chakotay and Janeway were maybe supposed to be, like, an item at one point. But it, it gets dropped, I think, fairly early on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have, like, a, a Starfleet camaraderie towards each other. Yeah. Um, okay. But I, I don't... Hmm. There's like a few episodes where they have like moments, but it's mostly professional All right. with, with them. Yeah. I, I wanted to say too, like one thing that uh, I kind of noticed and that made me that this episode made me notice um, was that this is one of the first series that I've um, come across where the captain is in a long-standing relationship, like an already formed one. So Kirk yeah, was, yeah. did not have, you know, somebody back home. Picard mm-hmm. didn't really, they, they allude to a few women that he like dated from his past. Right. Um, and Picard and Crusher and him like had a relationship, but it was never very public or I think like very, maybe a formal or official. Right. Um, but, um, she talks about, you know, her fiance back home, like quite a bit, Mark, right? Mm-hmm. Mark is his name. Yeah, Mark. Um, so I thought it was just kind of interesting that this is the first series that they like explored that idea. And I thought it was, I don't know if this was like purposeful, like they, they decided that because it was a female captain, like that, that would be the right time to do it. I'm not really sure. Um, but it just struck, it just, that was something that this episode kind of made me notice for the first time. Um, yeah, that this is the first. I guess DS Nine, the captain in DS Nine, was married, well, but had a wife. She, right, she died. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, I think that's also used sometimes to just kind of take Janeway out of the equation. Like, uh, oh, I, I have someone at home. Got it. You know, uh, yeah. waiting. Um, also, I've always seen Janeway as kind of this like. Puritan, sort of almost like Amish character, mm-hmm. just like the they way the, make her look like it. They the, make yeah, her the, look the, like it a lot. The, the way that at, that her 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 hair is, you know, like it's it, it's almost like oh, I have someone back at home for me. Mm, yeah, she's 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 very much like a like a prairie mom almost yes. sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's yeah. just because I don't really like her character very much. I'm kind of dissing her, but but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I so yeah, agree. but no, that's 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 a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about that. She is the first captain to ever really 
be in a long term relationship mm-hmm. as the show is happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, so also in the opening, uh, we see Neelix uh, very insanely over the top jealous yes. of a conversation that Kess has with Tom Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's like uh, passive aggressive as ever in this scene. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a little bitch. He oh, yeah. It's like a little he's aggressive. Just... So oh, essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, essentially, uh, Kess, Tom Paris is helping Kess carry some cabbage from the... Right. I know yeah. it's nitpicking and they mm-hmm. totally call it cabbage. It's spinach, I think. Is those are mustard those are mustard greens. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so <laughs> way to go, Star Trek. <laughs> I know. That's I know. Funny. Small small <laughs> issue. But I so, have yeah, to throw it out there. He's helping her carry some cabbage <laughs> from wherever they grow the cabbage to the kitchen where Neelix is. Mm-hmm. And they're having a friendly conversation. Um so uh, Neelix gets very jealous that she's having this conversation with Tom Paris um, because he thinks that Tom Paris is flirting with her. And he ends up like she sets the greens down and she says he ends up wanting to ask her if they're if they have plans to see each other later because Tom Paris said, oh, I'll see you later. Just yeah. as a goodbye, that, like mm-hmm. normal people do. Um, and he looks like he's about to hit her with the cabbage he yeah like has a fistful <laughs> and he like raises it over his head like he's literally going to strike her with cabbage and this is kind of like one of a couple parts of this episode where he's like on the verge i think of like domestic abuse it's a little it's not funny but it's also like yeah weird it's super well, bizarre it's funny <laughs> it's, it's a little funny it's yeah. really funny <laughs> well like oh. the the neelix kest thing i never really thought the show know what to do with it because um this is not, I mean, spoiler once again. It's not a really spoiler, mm-hmm. but um, it, I think it implies that they've never really even had sex before in this episode. Oh, they, they absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is strange for, like, a couple that's so close that, like, how they're supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. so, the, so the timeline is really hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Like, for this, this episode the, especially. This yeah. is the second season. Yes. Right. Does, so how long has Neelix and Kess, how, have, have they been on the ship? Well, see, here's the weird thing about this episode, why it doesn't jive well. Um, they filmed this during the first season, okay. and then they moved it to the second season. Okay. okay. So this was actually filmed and meant to air in the first season, where they were only in space maybe for like, I don't know, two, three months. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they made an allusion to that too that they hadn't been out that long, which I thought was right. It doesn't odd. jive well with the rest yeah. of with the rest of the show, really. Okay, so. so so even in the most generous reading, where they're only they've only been on the ship for a couple months, yeah. Mm-hmm. When they were picked up, weren't they already a couple? They were. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and at, <laughs> at the current episode, she's not even two years old yet. Right. Right. <laughs> That it's a very weird <laughs> dynamic with those two because yeah that's a that's a question that is very um, alarming you know like yeah. so so did it's he you. start dating this thing when she was you know six months old right you know what I mean like, like I, I know they grow fast but like how fast like what was she like in her current adult woman look. Like at like two months old. Like I've never looked into it's, it's how the it lifespan actually. Yeah, right. I've I've never looked into how the lifespan actually works with the uh, 
race that that Kess is. I, I, she, I, is she Okampa or Okampan? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wonder I, though. We might have talked about this too when we reviewed um, caretaker the caretaker episodes. Yeah. I wonder if year has an alternate meaning here too, because like you know, an Earth year is a time it takes our Earth to rotate around the sun. Their planet's year could be much much longer. Like maybe it's like ten Earth years. So if that were the case, then two would actually be like more reasonable you know she'd be like a teenager uh, yeah the like only lied they're going by earth years yeah the only yeah, reason i, would I agree, don't but... think that's correct is because there's an episode where the doctor tries to expand kessa's lifespan okay okay um so i i think it is in earth years okay i could okay. be wrong and All i'm right. sure someone out there who knows is very mad right now that i'm wrong but <laughs> uh, but i yeah i i think their lifespan is it's either seven or nine earth years Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Okay. So yes, that does raise a very difficult question of when, when did Neelix start to yeah. uh, they, date this they baby? Were, <laughs> yeah. They were fully, they were fully committed to each other. Right. At like maybe two months old. Right. Is this sort of like a Twilight imprint like situation? Oh, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe that's how, how Kess's race works. And now they're in love forever. So, also, so like, okay, I know this is not something they thought about, but like, even if she like physically had developed and was an adult body, yeah, you're two months old. Like, you, you don't know anything. How, how does education work in the Okampa? Yeah, I I don't know like, how how the Okampan like mind works. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're born very smart like because well, maybe memory is passed yeah. through like the birth canal or something you know yeah. and, and all I, right i don't know that's that's stuff you're, I sh- not, you're not an ocompan psychologist that's stuff that's not- i feel i should know and i apologize because <laughs> no, I, I really no one should know this no <laughs> so anyway so uh neelix was saying like uh, uh, I saw the way Tom was, was looking at you. I used mm-hmm. to look at women like that and I know what it means. Like implying, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blah. Hey girl. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I used to look at you when you were a baby. Right. So I know how it is. Yeah. yeah. I know what I was thinking about that. Baby. Um, so, <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. So, so uh, I think now we're, we're at Chakotay and, uh, Janeway are talking to each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Chakotay's like, hey, people are making out. I think we should ban relationships, fraternization, like right. yeah. something yeah. like that. He put it really weird. It was like interpersonal fraternization, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. actually, uh, Janeway disagrees, so right. go her. There you She's go. She's like, you know what? It's going to be a long time. People are going to pair off. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chakotay is like, hold on. Uh, do you mean, uh, does this include you, Captain? Right. And then she says, as Captain, that's a luxury that I don't have. Besides, I have Mark back home waiting for right. me. Right. Which, like, that sucks for Mark. Because you could <laughs> totally got the, the sense that he was, oh, by the way, I'm also married. Like, Oh, right. Yeah. This is where I thought she was talking about, like, you know, Chakotay, I, I totally would. But the but rules prevent it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. also, there's this, this guy with a dog uh, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a photo that I carry around with me. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> that I'm is dead. my secondary reason for not yeah. being oh. all about the Chicote. Yeah. It's basically oh. Chicote just can't win. So I this thought, episode. I kind of like. I know Chicote's his his stance here can be considered like a little harsh, but in a mm. way too, I was like, well, it's not that unreasonable to to think about because they are resource limited again like okay you're if you, people start having children on board like these are extra people that need to be fed and taken care of and all of those things which like drains are that's true communal resources so like true. i could see why that he would be hesitant to allow that happening yeah but, yeah but crew members are a limited resource that they need to start producing also Right. And they mentioned that later. He, I think, changes his mind later and says that as well. Like, we need to think about this possibly intergenerational journey. Right. Um, um, Which I think, which in terms of like sci fi, I think that's actually a really interesting idea. Um, But, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, where are we at now? I know something with bugs. Does that happen? So, we come across (laughs) a red red mist of organisms. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this this is really bad ninety CG one, yes. once again. Did this um, win an, an Academy or an Emmy? Does I don't think know? it won an Emmy. Did this one won an don't Emmy? think this one won an Emmy. Uh, okay. Maybe no. no. <laughs> we'll have to check. Uh, they look just like space slugs, you know, mm-hmm. just like some random slug you would see, you know, like on like a wall somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they're in space. And I this, this is a very long, cold open for the show. It's almost like yes. five, six minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think it's determined in the cold open that these things feed on particles from space. Like, uh, uh, they, they get into it right after uh, the okay, commercial okay. break. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think the only other scene we haven't covered is uh, Kess eating beetles. <laughs> yes. She, yes. So she finds she, <laughs> a beetle in on the cabbage that she brings to Neelix. Um, yeah. He's a dick about it. And then uh, later on, I think she's like back in the Arboretum, yeah. cult, like picking cabbage again. And then she like has this bucket of beetles that maybe she's picked off of them. And she's kind of like snacking and she ends up snacking on a bunch of beetles. Bunch yeah, of I feel like her first handful, she... I guess we're supposed to think that she's not aware that she's eating beetles. She thought yes. she was just like picking up some grapes or whatever. Right. I think that's what yeah. we're supposed to, to imply. Because yeah. then she goes back for another handful, looks at them, and does like really bad acting, wide oh, yeah. eyed. Like, really what? bad acting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, she's really young, Dan, so give her a break. That's true. She's that's lonely, true. too. But you know, she's like child actress, grapes do not taste like beetles. So I, I no. don't know why don't she's so confused about. Right. <laughs> grapes, grapes aren't crunchy, right? They're not crunchy. Right. <laughs> like, I, maybe, I think you would know if you grapes. were. I don't know. I think you would know if you were scarfing on a beetle, but you know that's fine. Yeah, um, I think so too. So okay, so she takes two handfuls of beetles. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they use the same exact shot. I was just gonna say that. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they I know do. it's nitpicking. <laughs> But I, you can cut corners, but yeah. would that have really cost a whole lot more? <laughs> right. It is the exact same footage from one second ago. They just oh, reused. Wow. It was hilarious. That's awesome. I love seeing that kind of crap. Yeah. Uh, normally, Star Trek reuses things from other episodes. This one, you use yeah. it from the same episode. From mm-hmm. 30 seconds earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I believe that is the end of our opening. Yeah, that's, that's the cold it's, open. It's, I'm um, eating beetles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now the the weird thing about this episode is so there's there's always a uh, an 
A story and a B story in most of Star Trek episodes. You know, there's the A is the big threat. The B is like the smaller, more interpersonal story going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for this episode, I feel that the space slugs were supposed to be the A story and Kess the B story, but the Kess story kind of quickly overpowers mm-hmm. the oh, space yes, slug no. story yeah. like yes. very, very rapidly yes. to where the, the episode kind of feels like out of balance almost because when the threat from the space slugs comes eventually, you're, you as a... As, as a viewer, are kind of more being shoved with Kest in the face, like yes. absolutely, yeah. The like, I know that's threatening to destroy the ship. Is <laughs> secondary to Kess's interpersonal, yeah. like I wonder if I should have a baby kind of thing. I have right. goo on my hands, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just that was just really weird to me that 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 it shifted like that. Because mm-hmm. um, normally Star Trek's really good about handling the A and B stories, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was just that was just a weird observation I had. Like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. A weird it made of... it so that the, anytime they were talking about the space slugs, I was just like, oh my god, get over it! Like, who, right? Like, yeah. Can we please exactly. just move on from the slugs? <laughs> right. Like, it was not not fun. Because yeah, the, the, I, we we need to yeah. get into the slugs right now. Okay, okay. Let's, <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Okay, so we so come back. We come from back. Open? Yeah. Yes. yes. And then they go into way unnecessary detail. Yes. <laughs> To just just to make sure they can be wrong about a bunch of stuff, right? <laughs> about these space slugs, yeah. So first of all, they're they're talking about how fast they move, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, three kilometers per second. That's very fast for a space slug. That mm-hmm. is over <laughs> six and a half million miles an hour. Oh, so wow. <laughs> Could I don't know how them? they're like watching them on their their view screen, <laughs> just wiggling around. Yeah, but uh, you know they could have done. I don't know. They could have said a much smaller number, and uh, that would have made a lot more sense. But they that's just had cool. to paint themselves into that corner. That's really fast, man. Yeah. yeah Why couldn't is. they just harness the power of space slugs and just like, you know, yeah. get home that oh, way? They they could have ripped off their warp nacelles, put a space slug. In place of each one, and just got got home I, like a year. Oh, that would have been such I that that would have been bold. Yeah. yeah. Also, so these, these space these space slugs, uh, they notice that they have these tails, these flagella. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and they're very interested in those. Like, oh, they they seem to flagellate like protozoa. All right, so first of all, couple things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not all protozoa flagellate, but whatever. Okay, okay. 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 some do. I'll I'll give it to them. But these flagellates, these these tails used mm-hmm. to propel them themselves. In in real life, uh, you're using this tail to kind of like push against something, usually water, to propel uh-huh. you. They're in space. Like, right. Wagging your tail wouldn't do anything. Right. I thought the yeah, same. That's yeah. an excellent point. Yes. Also. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. no, no. That's, that's, right, yeah. that's, okay. that's, that's not I don't, how propulsion works in space. That's, also, that's logic right. that is very sound. Yes. They, <laughs> they mention that uh, they, they, they theorize, Janeway believes that they metabolize inorganic matter. Right. Which, once mm-hmm. again, they're in space. There's right. not a whole lot of it. Right. So the only way this could possibly make sense to me in my, my mind is that mm-hmm. somehow they can interact with like 
some other dimension okay. or like dark matter, something like that. Yeah, which they... is like a big concept that you'd think maybe they'd be interested in, but no. <laughs> They're they're just right. They marveling at the least cool aspect of of what's implied. They say something like their digestive system is on the outside, so like they have these vent vents in their bodies, so they absorb nutrients from space. And I was just like, that would basically have to be space dust, right? If that were possible right right and stuff in space and that's kind of how i saw it yeah space dust is it is space dust inorganic i wouldn't I mean, think it's so. made it, it depends on the dust but, right i mean well, it's like a okay so the difference between organic and inorganic is carbon is that correct what's the difference between those two things i think we're getting really close to just oh sorry <laughs> Going down a hole that we, well, we I just don't think that, know. Like, space, you know, space stuff about. is the same stuff that's on Earth. Like it's the stuff that makes up all of our matter that we know. So, like, would it? Wouldn't it just be the same? I mean, maybe they just stuff? they just wait for like a a food supply ship to fly by and like yeah, you know, okay. they just suck it that's in fair. and like eat yeah. eat like the like the like beets off the like freighters. I mean, I, okay. I don't know. Uh, Good, that that had beats, to be some pretty lucky though, because space is pretty big. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, right. I don't Anyways, know, it doesn't uh, matter that much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was very baffled by that thought too. All right, yeah. Um, so yeah. so that's that's these things. They're giant. Yeah. Worms. I don't know. I don't even know what to call them. They're right. yeah. They're I snake slugs. slug things. Yeah. 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 Like slugs. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um. Now I I was kind of confused how they got. Like, did they choose to fly into the swarm, or did they try to back off and then no things they, came to them? They tried to back away from mm-hmm. this swarm of yeah slugs, and the slugs drew them in. Uh, mm-hmm. Magnetically, okay, uh, and they and they couldn't free themselves. Okay, yeah, I think I, I, I got lost with that with all the gobbledygook about the the yeah slugs themselves. <laughs> well, so they, no, only... they, they couldn't free themselves without harming the slugs. I see. So Janeway's like, no, we're the intruders here. Yeah, let's just let you know everyone's yeah. life be in danger. Even though later and... she has no problem with trying to, um, yeah. Hurt them, Any, but that's anything yeah, right. we can do to where I can sabotage us. Let's do that. <laughs> there you go. That's true. That's true. All right. Um, yeah, so and I get, think. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. They get drawn in magnetically. I don't remember that part. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. They, I know that they couldn't back out. It just their flagellating cre- uh, did something to the <laughs> electromagnetic field. Okay. Uh, as flagellating and, and usually does. Yeah. <laughs> it just you seems know. funny that like the as the, you do. the downfall of a Starfleet ship would be magnets. Well, it, well <laughs> magnetic well, fluctuation. The only thing that kind of yeah. makes make sense is that sure it's being pulled in, but the only uh-huh. thing is that they could free could, themselves, but, it but would. only right. prime directed themselves into danger. Sure. Okay. okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Kess is now yeah. eating everything in sight. She's munching. Yeah, she is. A, yeah, she's yeah. eating a ton of mashed potatoes mm-hmm. with dirt in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
as as Neelix soon discovers. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so he he walks in on her in her quarters, um, mm-hmm. and she's sitting on the bed just eating bowls, and she's by apples or something. So I have uh, plums, to interrupt. I'm really sorry. Sure. Yeah. They don't live in the same quarters. No, they don't. This this episode implies that. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Once Which again, should... I think I think a second grader wrote their relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Well, no, I I think it goes back to whichever one you said. Um, like they wanted to breach the subject of sex and stuff, but the show didn't really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like very PC. Yeah, but you know. But- even you don't have to show them like having sex that they could live together. I and right. I don't understand. I why totally they don't. agree. Right. And, and you know what the the age thing of her might be a reason why they chose to separate them like that. On the yeah, ship. I was thinking that too. But it's still heavily implied they're together. Ro- oh, I know. Romantically, mm-hmm. which I, yeah, I, I if you're gonna physically separate them, why not emotionally separate them? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. the the whole Kess being like a short lifespan thing doesn't really even come into the show that much. So I'm not sure why they chose to, to write that in for her character. And mm-hmm. then because they don't really rely I, on it a whole I lot. I think they just but. wrote that into what was the a caretaker? Yeah. For some reason, I think it worked in caretaker and they just okay. had to like go with it. Yeah. Because yeah. They kept that character on. OK. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Maybe. Fair enough. I don't know. But um. I, the only thing I was thinking <laughs> is that they just wanted to not have Kess be like a romantic object for anyone else on the ship. So yeah. they picked so they picked Neelix, right, the least sexual being yeah. in the known universe. <laughs> yeah. To kind of just thing. be the she's off limits <laughs> lion. I thought the same thing. And he's so jealous about it because he knows it's true. And he's like, <laughs> he's like oh man. Uh, this episode this like, makes you hate him more than he already is. Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's like, just an irritant in every conversation. He's really and frustrating. He totally almost hits her a couple, like more than once in, in their, uh, yeah, their interactions in this episode. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Um, well, in, 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 in this scene, I, I think he almost shakes her rather violently. Like, yes, what are you doing rough with her? We need yes. to get you a sick bay immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he comes over and he brings her flowers because, yeah. you know, he's like, sorry for being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he finds her eating what she says was six bowls of mashed potatoes. And then I my immediately came to mind. I wrote down, is she pregnant? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Which yes. I think is what this is supposed to imply. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she even eats the flowers, which is she really does. weird. Yes. Um, and then I even wrote down, Neelix is kind of rough with her. Like, cause he starts shaking her and is like, you need to go to sick bay right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to go to sick bay. I'm fine. I'm just really hungry. Yeah. Um, and he like picks her up and like forces her basically to go to the, go see the doctor. Yeah. Well, he basically well, carries her. So he carries her. Yeah. He totally carries her against her will. And yes, you could yes. read into that some kind of like domestic violence, but uh, honestly, she even admits, she's like, I don't know why I can't stop eating dirt and stuff. Right. Like, and, I, and bugs. He, I get that. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Like he's it's like, it's the oh, shaking sh- and yelling. I think that was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> well, okay. So fine. Maybe he's like a professional, like domestic abuser. And he knows, you know, <laughs> shaking doesn't, doesn't leave a mark. Oh so that's true. No, I mean, I wasn't saying that he is. I'm just, it's just, it, co- it came across as like, Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's he, weird. To to his credit, he really gets scared when she mentions the the 
bug eating. Bugs, yeah. I think is what really kind of set him off. And he was yeah. like, okay, we need to get you to the doctor immediately. Really, yeah. Because eating bugs oh. is not normal unless you that's part of your culture, but then it's fine. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go down to the, the uh, sick bay, and the doctor pretty much says... Neelix, get the hell out of my face because you're being annoying, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the, doc- the doctor awesome, as always. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the most like, angry awesome. and forceful I've seen him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, Neelix I, brings that out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah. doctor is protective <laughs> of, of Kess because Kess is kind of his like little, little helper. So um, mm-hmm. I think that Neelix being there kind of you know pisses off the doctor because he also cares about Kess mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So Neelix, he, yeah. Neelix has this uh, this theory that the swarm outside is somehow affecting Cass. Right. Right. Which uh, is very, mm-hmm. you know, kind of forward thinking, and uh, he's kind yeah, of right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yelling yeah. that at the doctor doesn't right. do anything. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's kind of. I don't know. I thought it was kind of like a cop out, though, that like this thing that's happened to you is blamed upon the swarm. But that that's a that's a trope for Star Trek. Like a problem causes B problem. And that's the reason why there's two separate problems going on. Oh, yeah. We've like, t- uh, it just seems yeah. weird that those two things would be related. Yeah. But OK, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you oh. know that that's one of my biggest pet peeves about about this whole franchise is that is that, yeah. you know, like uh, it's right. it's the rascal phenomenon. Yes, you know, the rascals. The only them. way they could have beat that problem is to have been turned into little kids, right? You know, yes, which yes. then that happens, <laughs> right? So that's just what Star Trek does. But that's, oh, yeah. that's Star Trek is that's all fun. about cosmic luck. It really is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So sure. it, it's whatever. Yeah. Sure. So um. Kes is now freaking out. <laughs> yeah. She like she's looking kind of sickly, and yeah. she I, I didn't quite understand how this worked, but. She shoves the doctor away and locks herself in this room with in a his force office. field. Yeah. And he can't get through or something. Right. Mm-hmm. She places, he, I, I think he says he put, she places a security uh, something over the, over his office, which, but he, like, he, he basically runs that office. I'm not sure why he, he couldn't he's just. He's a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he lives in, in the, the computer yeah. that <laughs> is blocking him. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't understand. I didn't get that either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just a way so the captain could come in and talk woman to woman with, you know, Kess's lady problems. In oh, what yeah. is probably the most awkward scene in Star Trek franchise history. It, it very well could up. be. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Janeway gets to play mommy. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. But the way she, like, <laughs> approaches it... So they call in Janeway for whatever reason, I guess, to try to talk some sense in the cast. Yeah. She, like, stands near the door. She, like, takes a deep breath and then looks super stern and just says, like, Kess, please listen to me. In, like, the scariest yeah. voice. Like, it's very commanding. Yeah. It's not, like, a sensitive moment. But then she just kind of lightens up in a minute. Kess lets her in. And tells her what she thinks is going on. And that's yeah. essentially that she's reached the elogium phase, which is mm-hmm. um, basically sexual maturity. Yeah. Um, and it's so awkward that the doctor, the captain now is basically having the birds and bees talk with her. She's like, essentially. oh, well, in humans, we call this puberty. And it's right. so Well, Kess understands awful. what's going on. 
She's just yeah. freaking out because it's happening before it's supposed to. Supposed to. Yeah. Right. Like way before, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Once again, uh, she's, she, she's not even two, and it's supposed to happen around four 40, or five. Yeah. Okay. Five. Yeah. And so here is the part also in the episode where the message kind of gets muddled by yes. all this weird Kess body talk. So she's yes. throwing a sack on her back where her newborn <laughs> will... will be- Gestate until, yeah, yeah. until four. So oh, yeah. that that right there <laughs> just gross. removes all relation that any young viewer who was female could have had with it, with this episode. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and it only gets weirder and grosser. Well, from do you, there, yeah, do you think? So absolutely. you were saying you thought this this episode might have had like a teen pregnancy theme to it? I yeah. think so. I, I, think, yeah, so. I think so. If if yeah. that's the case, I think this scene might have been like a dissuading people by talking about how terrible not only sex is but how pregnancy. Oh, is maybe. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you're gonna have this creature growing on the back of your neck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. she looks terrible. Her like she, eyes. Yeah, she looks does look awful. terrible. Yeah. yeah, the makeup. But makeup was not kind to cast this episode. I mean, no. this looks really bad. She's really right, sweaty. So, uh, yeah. One one really important thing is that Kess mentions that the elogium uh-huh. only happens once. Yep. Right. Just and once. This, this is going to be her only chance to have a child. Mm-hmm. Now, all right. <laughs> so. Okay, so assuming this is correct. Okay. And she keeps on referring to having the possibility of having one child. Right. Right. How are the Ocampa a thing? Exactly. Have they survived if they can only have one child? If two people... Your your population would steadily decrease. It would would half. Because if if two parents have one child... And then those two kids from two sets of parents have one child. It's only going to go down. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's it's a good uh, question. an interesting question. That, that's, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, now, they don't broach the subject of the possibility of having like twins. They don't mention that. Right. That's possible. Like they have a litter. Like an animal. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the, the only way only. I think the, the litter argument is kind of invalid is because she she kept on saying... One. A child, right? Like, sure. over and yeah. over and over. Yeah, she did. Right. She did. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point. Uh, and especially with their only <laughs> seven to nine year lifespan, this race would be gone rather quickly from the galaxy. Right. Like, I mean, right. like <laughs> you know what I mean? In like a hundred years, they would be gone. Right. Huh. right. Maybe maybe they started out with just trillions. It's just been like, <laughs> but even uh, then, it, it wouldn't matter the amount. It would matter right. the time it's just, frame. It's, it's just a ticking yeah. time bomb to, to nothing. Right. Huh. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe there's some <laughs> other episode. Yeah, about... even if it was a trillion, it was each generation if it halved. It right. would only be around a few generations, right? right. And that's like, and that's yeah. if all of them successfully made it. Exactly, which sounds right. really hard to do. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, you oh, have yeah. to like attach yourself for six days. 
Yeah. We, let's just jump right into this. Okay. You know, yes. Yes. Attach <laughs> okay. yourself for six days by the hands or something because her yes. hands were sticky. Well, so they get the this hands, goo on their hands. Yeah. The, okay. There's this yellow glue. Okay. You're right, right. Right. Comes out of your palms, and that's supposed to help the connection or something. Yeah. That has right. to be maintained for six days. Yes. Right. Now I'm thinking. They only have. 50 hours from the time the sack forms to start the mating process. Right. So there's right. a ti- there's a t- there's a time clock going right now. So is that after the 6 days? No. So they have the goo on the hands only lasts 50 hours. And so they have oh. to get attached and get going. I thought the goo lasts soon. 6 days for her to hold on to someone. That's what I thought. But though, and you're then, cr- oh yeah, maybe you're right then. And then but- I think you had to start it within like the 45, 50 hours. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. But yes, the goo allows you to adhere for six days, but like, do they mate in the back? Like why, why right. is the sack like on her back? I don't Where understand. would Neelix stick his thing? You know, like well, right. would that, it be- that's, that's another thing. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's say that is the way Ocompens do their thing. There's right. also something with a tongue what? swelling. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that, we'll, yeah. Get to, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But, okay. Sorry. Um, Who's to say Neelix can do whatever is required of Kess? Right. He's a right. totally different species. Right. There's no... It, well, Janeway mentions that. Because Jane, Janeway then goes and talks with uh, Chakotay about this. And she says, yeah, there's no guarantee that they're even genetically compatible. Yeah. That they right. would be able to produce children. Um, and I, I mean, like, I'm not sense. trying to put myself down or anything, but I don't think I could uh, maintain an erection for six days in a row. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe yeah. maybe Neelix's Neelix race is like is like a sexual a beast. I mean, maybe he's just yeah, yeah. has to make up for their look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't think I can go more than like two or three days in a row. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> So anyway, so oh also I, I love it because when she mentions that it's six days, like he like gets that like what what uh, the yeah. Yeah, kind yeah, of look. Yeah. yeah, he's like I I didn't sign up for this, but he yeah. loves this woman supposedly. So you think it wouldn't really be that huge of a problem? Problem. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. See, I I just thought of this. What would have made this episode better is if Neelix was not compatible, and that Kess. Um, was compatible with a human, right. and she chose that human to be Tom Paris. Yes. Then, oh yeah. That then that so would have really gotten the ne- the Neelix. I almost called him Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would have really gotten the Neelix jealousy, um, mm-hmm. because it would have been, you know, Kess would still be with Neelix. Yeah. Would, she would just need Tom Paris to be the mate. So. Right. So that she can that, have a child. That would have been interesting if yeah. that would have been. But mm-hmm. I understand right. it's a forty-five minute show. You can't do all yeah. that. Yeah. So, so 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 Neelix is against the whole thing. Yeah. He's just like ah, kids. That's that's hard. Right. And, or would you really be devastated if we didn't get to have a kid? Uh, like the I whole mean, thing. He's just against it. Which I right. That's yeah. fine. I sure, totally, sure. She gets really upset with him, and I kind of agree with him in this sentiment. Like she gets. He basically says, like, look, kids are hard and they run around and you have to watch them. And there's no facilities on this ship to, you know, to raise a child. And, like, you have to deal with that. And she's like, you're being really selfish. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, 
Okay, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Is it is it selfish to like bring a child into the world that you don't want? <laughs> right, maybe. Right. Um, so. And I mean, you, you have to be on Neelix's side. They've only been dating for like a year, probably. So right. you know, it's not like they've had time to talk about this. But from uh, her perspective, they've been together for like eighty percent of her life. That's a good true. point. So yes. that's a good point. Very also good point. Get it. Also true. It's a very good point. Yeah. So, uh, Neelix, so he, that that he, argument doesn't end well. He yeah. walks out saying he'll sleep on it. Yeah. Right. Totally. Meanwhile, not, the, not the clock it. is ticking. Right. Yeah. She's got gross shit on her hands. Yeah. And on her back, which we don't yeah. see. But um, oh, okay. So you did mention um, the mating ritual of yeah. the Ocompan people. Yeah. Which was a lot creepy. Yes. yes. So so before having sex, I don't even know if it was necessary, but it was their tradition mm-hmm. to where. She needed her feet rubbed by a parent yes. until right. her tongue became swollen. Yes. Yeah. Why? What? Now, does, is that something that happens when people get their foot rubbed with the feet? Their feet rubbed? Is that, is that a <laughs> common symptom of, of feet rubbing is, is tongue swelling? Dude, Dan? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> What's so creepy? Like I haven't heard your of parents that. get you ready for mating. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, actually, well, no. Like the Kess did say something about how like it's this whole process about they do this and then they kind of have to see you as an equal and all mm. that kind. It's like it's a big social thing. But okay. the thing is, it ha- like she didn't have any parents, so she had the doctor do it. Right. Yeah, the doctor I mean, rubs her feet the, as though there was just some like foot fetish guy on staff. That I suggested. think even Neelix is like, I'm not comfortable with that, <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. Fuck I mean, you, the, the the doctor is close with Cass because once I said they're they're coworkers because she helps them out in the um, office, you know, like you know, sick bed. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's probably the closest person that she is to, or that she's she's closest to on the ship besides Neelix. Mm-hmm. See, I think uh, I think she mentioned that if, too. If there is a paternal figure, it's Janeway, and I Whoa, think it would have been true. hilarious to have Janeway <laughs> rubbing her feet. I don't, and I don't really know what the difference would be, but it just seems weirder. That would have been good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So yeah. So before we get to that point, though, Neelix kind of stalks off and is like, "I need to think about this. This is like a big deal, like a decision yes. that I probably shouldn't rush into." So let me go think. So he does that, and um, we see him very distracted in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't prepared any specials for the day because he didn't have time. Because leftovers. Was, yeah. Oh my leftovers. god. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a point where Tubak comes by and, you know, gets some food from him. And then this is down. the this is the scene of scene of the show for me right here. Yeah. <laughs> this, and honestly, this, I actually, <laughs> this actually made me like kind of like Tubak more um, a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. Tubak is definitely I put like I wrote down in my notes. Tubak speaks the truth. <laughs> like, right. So. Um, Neelix is really scared about kids. So he goes and talks to Tuvok and asks him, you know, do you have any children? Tuvok responds that he has four kids, which I did not know. Right. Um, Tuvok's old. He's, he's been around for like a hundred years. 
Yeah, I forgot so, that Vulcans live like a really long time. Yeah, so he's I did note too that the way Tuvok speaks, um, just his speaking, his like cadence and where he mm-hmm. puts his pauses and stuff, really reminded me of Barack Obama a lot. Yes, and I, thought I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. very similar. Yes, um, I mean he's very eloquent because that's part of what how the Vulcans are written. But yeah, and so was Barack Obama. But <laughs> uh, but just like his cadence was very similar, and I thought that's that was actually a I great point. A, yeah, I want yeah. to try. I want a Trump character. Oh Just my like, god! Has that like he's a, he would be a Frankie for yeah. sure. It'd be so good. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, Tim Tim Russ, the guy who plays Tuvok, will actually he would actually play Obama probably really well. He they kind of he has yeah. a similar look, you know. Um, cool. Yeah, and an, a similar voice. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so Tuvok replies that, you know, I have four kids um, and Tuvok and uh, Neelix is talking about grappling with this idea of having a son, having a son, you know, and saying like, you know, if I had a little guy running around really emphasize that it would be a boy and Tuvok turns to him and says, well, you know, there's an equal likelihood that you'll have a girl. Have you thought right. about that? And he's like, well, girls are the worst. <laughs> yeah. What would I, what would I even teach her? And he, he says something like, um, the same thing you would teach your boy. <laughs> and he basically says like, I have right. three boys and one girl and she benefits exactly the same from the information I give her, you know, the boys mm-hmm. that I don't understand why that would be any different. And, um, that made me that I wrote, I wrote down that Tuvok is not my new favorite character. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that, for that reason. That, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was a great moment of this show. Like that was, I think so. That yeah. was like, like taken outside as like, like a capsule. That's mm-hmm. a great converse. The, that's a great Star Trek conversation right there. Yes. Like that's absolutely. very much Star Trek. So that was, that, yeah, that was, that was really cool. In 20 seconds, Neelix goes from, I do not want kids (laughs) to, I totally want a boy. Sign me up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he actually decides later he he would prefer a girl after that. Yeah, that's that's later on. Yeah. 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 But Um, at the end of this conversation, he's talking about how like, yeah, I want to teach him all kinds of stuff, including relationship techniques. Yeah. He specifically mentions that. And like his relationship is so weird and already like that. Yeah. what techniques either he had a really seedy past before kiss <laughs> right <laughs> or he doesn't know what he's talking about i mean I, he might have had a cd past I me mean, he's a he's a you know a, a scavenger so he's yeah. he's been around and he did in say space like i know while. what that look means you know i, like, I will say he dresses yeah. like a pimp he's like <laughs> It is, it he is does. my, it's the most redeeming quality about him. <laughs> that guy yeah. can, he can put on a suit. He really can. Anyway. <laughs> It'll be so, nine different colors, but yeah. It's a yeah. Suit. yeah. 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 Oh man. Anyway. So, awesome. uh, I believe oh my God. now, now we're back on the bridge and yeah. Uh, Balana has devised some technique for like a sonic pulse kind of, uh, it's just, yeah, like a, like a sound to kind of like spread the, the bugs yeah, away. She, sludge. she equates it to old Klingon land vehicles, putting like a, a metal like plate out in front that would, uh, divert the targ, which are like bore basically mm-hmm. out of the way. Um, it's a cow which sounds kind of brutal, but, but yeah, but <laughs> essentially, yeah, it would just, it would part the slugs out of their way. 
Okay. Um, right, and I think it at this seems point, to be working. Yeah. I think yeah. at this point the yeah. ship is like covered in them. They've started to attach to the nacelles and things like that. Is that yes. correct? I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're having trouble like moving through the swarm because they're all sticking to the ship. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I will say that the space slugs look kind of like space manatees to me. A little bit. They're yeah. just like blobby, okay. fat sea cows with a flipper tail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. You're right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so now a gigantic yeah. slug thing shows up. It's about the size of the ship. Right. Mm-hmm. If not, maybe a little bigger. Yeah. And it not shoots at them. It, it does send some kind of pulse thing. It, it's, it's essentially blast. Okay. So oh, it kind of does a, shoot okay. them. It's, it's a, it says that it, I guess it just shot out a plasma blast. And then I have wrote like, what were they thinking in the writing room that meant? Just like, do we like actually see spit? that, or yeah. did they just say it? I think they like, say it. I don't think, I think they probably see just it. didn't have the budget for another special oh, yeah, effect, no. so they probably just <laughs> you oh, know, no, no. it's it's plasma a shot rifles of the are crew, cool. and then the camera shakes as, okay. as they right. get hit. It's okay, not, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't see <laughs> the, the goo. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. They get and, hit uh, with some goo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh the then some of the other smaller ones start kind of like attaching themselves to the giant's butt. Right. It yeah. it turns over, like, right? They it glow. turns over and then they yeah. 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 Um so, so yeah. weird. This at, whole... at at this point, I thought it was the mama coming to get the babies. I thought so too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which would have been kind of an interesting parallel to like, you know, uh, parent and kids, you know, what's happening with Kess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but that's not it's the case not with it. this episode. <laughs> no. uh, also, okay, so so there is this being the the size of the ship yeah. that they were unaware of that shows up. I, I guess they couldn't see it coming. Right, I guess I, I'm not. not really sure. Oh, I guess you know what? Well, he moves really fast. I get it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He was okay. uh, he was like he was orbiting Earth a few moments ago, and then <laughs> right. since Voyager, and he went seventy five thousand light years. He, he right. wagged his tail a little bit right. and yeah. traversed the universe. Yes. Um, so so this is I think they're kind of implying now that the aliens are trying to fuck the Voyager. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. They think that this is a <laughs> thing to be mated with. And right, and they yes. they think that way because um, the the cells pulsate the same kind of uh, rhythm, right? Uh, that yeah, the, some energy signature or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That, that that the larger one to. has. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yep. which is kind of kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's uh, like this whole the whole A storyline is so weird. It's just well, yeah, because really no, notice how notice how like little we've talked about the A story. It's it's all right. been about, <laughs> yes. and the, I think the show realized this and was like, this is kind of a boring A story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so now I believe we we find out that the that the big alien we think sees us as some kind of like sexual competition, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, so not not super happy with Voyager, right? So we're like, all right, let's just get out of here. Yeah. And then he attacks again. Yeah. Right. Right. And we're like, all right. Uh, 
I'm not sure what to do. So yeah. Tuvok suggests running into him, like bucking him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And and luckily, <laughs> luckily Chakotay steps in. He's like, hold on, hold on. Every time we do something, he gets really mad right. and like hurts, hurts us, us. Yeah. worse. Yeah, I think they're. I think at this point, when Chakotay says this, their shields are down to like forty-seven percent or something, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, the red lights are flashing on the. It's, yeah. it's not a it's sustainable not a fight. And yeah. and Janeway's all about this. She's like, "Yeah, let's fuck." No, she's so like, "Let's does, ram him." Doesn't she like like ready photon torpedoes or something? Yes. Like, yes. She was about to like kill this thing, uh, as she should have. <laughs> right, right. Well, actually, yeah. the whole time, Balana has been like begging, like, "Can we just kill these things?" Oh, Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Like, why are we concerned with these things that are right. actively fighting us? Yeah, like, yeah. she wants she wants blood point. for sure. Yeah, yeah, she's got a good point. But, she's like, they but, are damaging our ship. We yes. should do something about it. Yeah. J- Janeway on her never-ending suicide mission says, <laughs> I don't know. How about we just run into them? Like, <laughs> <right>. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, actually, no, that, that would be an offensive maneuver. Like, you are fighting back if you're, like, going to ram them. So... Why not just more effectively fight back and survive? Right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel they took five minutes on this whole plot of this episode, and that yes. and, it, and it shows in, in, in these scenes. Yeah. I was time-checking at this point really hard. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No I was one hit, cares. I was hitting the button on uh, Netflix around, like, 20 minutes. So I was like, yes. oh, what's the time left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Chakotay suggests, all right. If we're the sexual competition, let's roll over. Yeah. Let's let's be submissive. <laughs> right. To, right. To, right. Uh, to Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. And so they devise something. Okay. If we turn upside down and we release some plasma science words, From mumbo the, jumbo. Yeah. It's going yeah. to look like what the baby slugs are doing. Yeah. It would. Right. It would. Or I something. guess the babies, the others, the fe- I guess they're female slugs turn over and change color so they're like if we if we roll the ship and vent some plasma we'll appear blue so we'll and change make color it, and exactly. it'll make us look like we're submissive or at least like the yeah. others the other um sex or whatever biological yeah. sex right um, so baby aliens get off of our nacelles and join yeah big guy big daddy which i guess i mean are there 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 are no lesbian space slugs i guess i, I, I guess not know, man. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they should they, um, they, they they should have left one with Voyager as like right you know, yeah like, <laughs> they, that one anyway. journeys all the way home with them <laughs> that would have been awesome for if the cell breaks that would have been awesome yeah if the cell breaks down I did I so, did think that this episode reminded me although not as good because um the episode that made me think of is actually very good but in Doctor Who. Um, mm-hmm. They have the star whales that like power the one city through space, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it's going that direction." It wasn't. It was. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that episode of Doctor Who's very, very good. Okay. Um, so, so here's oh. where Tuvok delivers the line that the whole episode was written for. <laughs> yes. Which was, "It appears we have lost our sex appeal, Captain." Boom. There you go. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Which. Why would Tuvok even say that? I mean, like his character because wouldn't say that. Because he's known for his humor and uh, <laughs> yeah. lightheartedness. They follow nope. that line with in the with Janeway saying, "In the future, if I have any questions about mating behavior, I'll know where to go." I think in well, two, to to Chakotay. Chakotay, right? Yeah. Which, which once like, again, like, okay. is that a is that but, a thing? 
that that made me laugh a lot because when she says that, Chakotay looks up, smiles at her, then looks forward towards the view screen, and his yeah. face kind of like loses the smile like really fast. Yeah. So he's kind of like, oh god, oh god, like, <laughs> like wanna... am I gonna have to do this? Is she gonna order right. me to do this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, she wants me to be like submissive, I guess. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. yeah. So they they leave the uh, the slug swarm, and that's pretty much that. Yeah, so then um, the episode is coming to a close really rapidly. Yes. Yeah, it it does. It does, yeah. So if we get back to Kess, so during this time, I, th- I don't know if there's been cutting back and forth between this and Kess, or if we just kind of, like, skipped over it. But um, at this point, Neelix comes back and tells her, look, I'm ready to be a parent. I want to do this. Let's do this. Right. Um, and she explains to him about the foot rubbing yeah. behavior. Which yeah. is super awkward and weird. And he gets a little right. comfortable about the doctor being the one to rub her feet because mm-hmm. he's jealous. Um, so she goes to the doctor and doctors, uh, they cut to the scene. The doctor's in there rubbing her feet. And she's basically asking the doctor for advice. Like, you know, normally I would ask my parents about this and they would help prepare me to become a parent. And like, this right. is, I was really close to my father, especially. Um, and the doctor basically tells her, like, I'm not a parent. I don't have any good <laughs> advice for you. Um, yeah. I cannot have children, so which is great. Um, yeah, <laughs> which I think is awesome of the doctor. Yeah. Like he maintains his like blunt personality, um, even in these situations. Which yeah. I think other characters like the doctor, like Data, for instance, they would have just humanized and like um, not maintained that necessarily. But, yeah, um, well, Data maybe. would have definitely been like, well, you know, uh, as I searched the literature of, you know, Walt Whitman, he once yeah. had a poem that said, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The doctor totally. kind of does that. He does go like, well, if you maybe knowing the statistics would be helpful. And he starts right. ratting off different species and like how many kids they have and stuff or yeah. what age. Um, at this point, though, she's questioning her decision on whether or not to like have a baby. Um, right. So basically kind of like reversing roles now. She says like. Uh, you know, when, when Neelix was unsure, I was so certain, but now I'm not certain because I'm so young and all these other things. So, um, I think this is the point that parallels your thought about like teen pregnancy Newman a little bit where she starts saying like, I don't know if I can handle this. I'm not responsible enough. I'm not mature enough. Blah, 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 blah. Um, babies having babies. Right. Exactly. Dan, what were you going to say? Well, okay. So she, she said, she's now decided to not have a baby. Right. Right. But that's not true. Okay. Because immediately following that, like she explains how it wasn't a real elogium. She well, made really right, 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 yeah. right, right. So after this scene with the doctor, she goes back and meets up with Neelix and I guess breaks the news to him that we're not going to do this, you know? And- also breaks his heart because now he's yeah, like super bit. into it. Yes. Yeah, it's so he's upset about it. Like very so she, well, upset. thing to do to him. Yeah, she yeah. she was mad at him for not wanting a kid. Right. Right. And Which he then, was, as he soon was as he says one. yes, she's like, ah, I don't feel like it anymore. Right. He gets yeah. he gets like screwed this whole episode. <laughs> really does. I mean, because in the beginning he was the one that was being reasonable. He's like, look, you're young. Like, right. you don't know if this is viable i don't know if i'm ready and she's like oh you're selfish you're an asshole and then yeah. later and then he gets to a point where he's like totally into it and she's like never mind yeah <laughs> like windows closed yeah. we're not doing right. it and, <laughs> yeah that's really shitty but, thing to do i agree we find out that it wasn't even an option this was not uh, a real elogium right 
This was a false one brought on by space slugs. Right, the space slugs, whatever they were sort of emanating. It's not really explained very well. My thought is that the doctor only told her that to make her feel better because. Oh, so you think that she's like now barren? Yes. And he lied to her? No, the doctor wouldn't do that. Well, because. No way. Well, she goes back to tell Neelix that, like, we're not having kid and Neelix is obviously very upset and disappointed. And she goes, well, the good news is that this might not have been our only chance. The doctor thinks that this might've been a false elogium because of the space slugs. And Mm -hmm. I might actually have another one when the time comes, it's appropriate for me to have it. Um, so again, another like teen pregnancy parallel, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, when I'm older and it's more appropriate, I'll have a baby. Um, but I don't know. Like, there, there's no guarantee that that's the case. She just said the doctor thinks that might be the case. Right. He doesn't right. say that was the case. He just says he thinks that I, it might be. I think it was kind of implied that that he was right. How? Why? There's no evidence to suggest that. The doctor is right about everything. Okay. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he is pretty awesome. He is yeah. pretty I, awesome. He is pretty all right, awesome. But so um, anyway, now now that uh, they know that they might be able to have a kid someday, one hundred percent sold on the idea of having a daughter. Yeah. Yes. Not a son anymore. Yeah. yeah. And he and specifically says, "I want one that looks exactly like Kess," which is very creepy. <laughs> now yes. there's now there's two there's two <laughs> ways to look at this. One okay. less creepy way is yeah. okay. obviously if you have the choice to look like Neelix or look like Kess. <laughs> oh, you want your kid yeah. to look more like Kess. Excellent point. Absolutely. But yes. at the same time, his daughter is going to look like his deceased wife in a couple months' time. Right. I think it's possible that Neelix <laughs> has this plan of essentially dating many generations of Kess. Oh my of a Kess, yeah. <laughs> Which, I, judging on, on their actual relationship, isn't even that creepy because they don't actually touch each other in any way ever. Right. No, never. Yeah, no. So, they do I kiss each other at the end of the episode. Right, they do Which, kiss, yeah. But I think that, like... They had to do that because the rest of the rep- the rest of the relationship is so non physical. People would have been like, he's, "That's weird." Right? Um, yeah. He's breeding his wife's replacement <laughs> in my mind. In my mind, and that I is a more like re- not reasonable, but like more of a sentimental notion on that. Like he knows his wife is not going to have a very long life, so if his daughter looks like his wife, it's just a nice reminder. That part of her is still here, right? Know? Still so here, like yeah. that, that's why. But yeah, yours is slightly more creepy and maybe <laughs> more Neelix. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, their their kid would logically live a little bit longer than she would because right, because she, she'd be half the, him. It could be half him. Oh. Right. But okay, yeah, yeah. That would but, just mean that he would, you know, have her around longer for her, uh, you know. Dating yeah. purposes. His, his bad <laughs> motives. Yeah. Maybe, okay. Okay. Here, here's another thing. What if Kess isn't the first one? Oh my God! There's already been like a bunch of Kesses. That's why <laughs> they were together. Life. That's why they were together so long. Like so long. <laughs> right away. What? Oh. <laughs> I'm, so I, there, so there he, is he, almost no evidence for this theory, <laughs> but I like it. I do okay, like that. So, so Neelix is Kess's father. Yeah. 
But what? oh, this is great. <laughs> so be? so he had already met met in oh. Ocampan. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, got it on, and then Kess is the result of that. This but she like, doesn't know that. This is like Kess four. Oh, that's oh great. my god. <laughs> Star Trek Voyager cast oh, four. Oh man, that's that's a that's a that's a good theory, man. Yeah, yeah. just 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 marinate in that a little while. I like oh that. <laughs> just let's all just think about that. I like that a lot. Neelix <laughs> essentially getting with his daughters and granddaughters. All right, so anyway. well, that would be there's Star Trek precedent for that with uh, uh, ghosts. Uh, crush your love ghost. That's true. Yeah, story. I forgot what the name of that episode was. Yeah, he um, dated the same uh, uh, Subrosa. Yeah, Subrosa. Yeah, Subrosa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he dated Gener- the same generations family the for like eight hundred years. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yep. Gross. He didn't. He didn't breed them <laughs> specifically, but yes, he did date all of them. He had a heavy hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we only have one scene left. Is that that correct? Yes, the uh, very last scene. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So I want to see if you guys reactions what what was the main thing you thought about when this scene happened? The last was scene? It, yeah, the the, okay. the very last scene. It had to be Wildman's hair, right? How it was just like Janeway's hair? Yes. <laughs> I did not I did not catch that at all. So that I was like is this was- ensign like Paying homage to Janeway by having her hair the same exact kind of Amish bun style. <laughs> earlier scene huh. with with this ensign in the scene, like way earlier in the episode, and I noticed yeah. that and wrote it down. And I wrote down that Janeway's hair looked like a bread basket. Yeah, like it was like a loaf of hair. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to this ensign; it's the exact same hairdo, same but hair. it's blonde. She has a different color hair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like why? So First of all, that's a hard hair to do like seems inefficient for a star ship and second of all like is that the style like bread loaf hair? right i didn't it's understand. Like, <laughs> like, i like to think that like the captain's uh style of sense is spreading on the ship and other uh, female crew members are donning the the janeway amish bun i like it you know oh, yeah. just just to like get in her favor uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not, not like they think it looks good or anything. Oh, right, right. Yeah, maybe yeah. they do. Maybe that's how fashion <laughs> spreads on a isolated starship. Like, just, that's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah. this this character's name is Ensign Wildman. Wildman, yes. yeah. Uh, yep. uh, and she comes to the captain saying, yep. "Hey, I need to tell you about something like she says it super vaguely, like like my physical, physical state. condition. Yeah, yeah. My physical condition. condition. Yeah." Uh, the captain's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you find out she is pregnant. She this is pregnant. A, a, the first pregnancy on Voyager, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, she mentions that her husband, who's on Deep Space Nine. Right. Mm-hmm. Who I guess they they were at Deep Space Nine earlier. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think right. they departed from Deep Space Nine, right? They did. They did, yeah. yeah. Okay, how much time has passed since then? I thought well, the same thing because she says we've been trying for months, and I ju- I wasn't sure until just now. Yeah. So if they've been gone two, three months, like normally it only takes a month to figure out that you're pregnant. Did, so did why first, did it take like three right. months? I don't. Well, know. here's it only lasts like two or three months. Well, here's the problem with putting this in episode. I mean, in season two, it's supposed to be in season one. Okay. This, this this episode, right? So, 
I'm assuming this was supposed to air, you know, sometime maybe in the middle of the episode, you know, so like of the season. So, yeah, you know, that might have been like two months in when she was going to tell Janeway. Mm -hmm. But putting this episode in season two, I was like, oh, did she have sex with someone else on Voyager? Yes. And got pregnant? (laughs) Same thing. That's what I thought at first. I thought so, too. Um, But then I did some reading and I was like, oh, it was supposed to be just in in season one. Right. Which would have made more sense. Which makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Which would have made more sense. Because that's Um, reasonable if they've been out two months or so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got the impression. It's like, oh, hey, I just found out after like. Seven or eight months of pregnancy. Right. That right. I'm pregnant. That I'm pregnant. <laughs> right. right, like right. A, that's like a, I didn't know I was pregnant situation. Like, exactly. Like, has the baby in the toilet or something. Yeah. Like, like I had a really bad <laughs> stomach ache and went to the bathroom and, uh, right. and oh, yeah. got a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, yeah, it's a super weird scene because it doesn't really fit with the rest of the timeline. Um, mm-hmm. But I read online that they do address it in an, another episode. Okay. I don't forget how they do address it with the weird time thing, but um, but yeah, this is, this is, character oh, is, the, is the father's race like a a, that's a, what three, I was a three year gestation that might I be was it. thinking that yeah, yeah that might be it that might but, be how okay. they got around it. But uh, Waldman does eventually have the dial, the the kid like later in the show, so she does mm-hmm. come back for that. Th- so that's that's so pretty cool. Is there a baby yeah. on Voyager? Like yes. Oh yeah, cool. And I think Waldman becomes kind of like a cameo kind of mainstay. Mm. In the show for a few years. That's cool. Um, yeah, hmm. but All yeah, right. they should have edited better, and or maybe refilmed that scene mm-hmm. so that, or just replace it with something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It, 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 it doesn't really jive. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I no one cared like, back then. That's weird. Um, yeah, yeah, or yeah. or like I don't know. Hey, I've been pregnant for a while. I just didn't know how to tell you or tell something. You. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like or right. waiting. Like a lot fix. of people wait until the first trimester's over to say anything because it's um, a little riskier. You might you're a lot more likely to lose the baby in the first trimester, right? Than later. Right, right. So people wait to tell other people, um, right? So they don't have to explain that. But um, yeah, yeah, that would have been fine too. She's you know I was waiting until it was. Sure, or whatever. Yeah. Like, right? But no, anything. Just like, but they just, just one line. Had to, yeah. They just had to over-explain and say, "I just found out." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, um, it doesn't. But yeah. So that's Elysium. In, in case you're <laughs> yeah. you're wondering, that's that's it. That's all that happens in this stupid episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's very uh, awkward. What a letdown. The, it's so awkward. The, yeah, the the space slug seems so thrown in. As mm-hmm. a second, I mean, like, it, it, it's just, it just, it didn't even need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the Kess thing could have filled it out more, and it could have been much better if they filled it out for the whole episode. But they would I need think. a yeah. reason about why she had her false elogium. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Also, yeah. so the word elogium yeah. me- means eulogy. Okay. Uh, Which, you know doesn't make any sense for what right. happens in this episode. Yeah. Right, right, right. But that there's is nothing right. there's nothing dying or being paid tribute to. So I kind of thought weird. that um I kind of thought sounds cool. that when she was explaining how it works that the parent died once the child was born. That's oh, how really? I re- that's how well, I read into it. I don't know why. Oh, oh. but I'm not I'm not sure why that's the case, but I was like, "Oh, okay. So is this this how Kess Hold on, dies? like when 
when the grandchild is born? No, like when the child's born, the, the parent dies, like in childbirth. No, the, that, the I, parent, thought, I kind of just assumed that that was how that worked. I don't know why. No, the, the grandparents have to be there to massage the feet. The father, but she mentioned her father was going to do it. So, like, if the mother died, then the mother wouldn't be there. But I don't know. Whatever. It's yeah. stupid. No, you're I mean, not wrong. I yeah. just, I don't know why I picked that up, but I did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that so, would be a better fit for the name. Maybe that's where it was originally going. Well, Who knows? I, I, well, I guess that wouldn't really fit, though, because then wouldn't the lifespan of Theo Compen be four or five instead of... Right. Yes, that's uh, true. Yeah, good so, point. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, but, but I'm sure there have been Ocompens dying in childbirth. Yeah. yeah. You can only hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it just ruptures their spine when it's growing on their back. Yeah. I would so love to see weird. a fully, like a full back sack. Like, what, is, yeah. what, is that, what does that look like? A back sack. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, and what, uh, would, it, would it come out? <laughs> Could it come out the back too, or right? Do you like, do you become like a hunchback, or yeah, do like, they have what like do you... special muscles in their back that allow right. it to like push it out the birth canal, or does it erupt like an alien, like out of the? <laughs> just, <laughs> I hope just it erupts its way out. Yeah, I hope it erupts and they're full grown, so it's just like oh, another human yeah. body just hanging off of your back, and you're just walking around. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be they awesome. don't specifically say like, that you ever grown. spend any out. Outside the mom time as a baby, right, you right. just grow really fast. You yeah, just grow really oh fast. God. You're just like hanging off the back, and yeah, that'd be awesome. You're basically piggybacking until you're right. full grown, and then exactly. the mom is just like hunched over and can barely walk <laughs> towards the end of it because she's carrying a her a own body weight essentially. There's just this like sleeping person on their back for like. <laughs> However long. Everything about this species is dumb. I'm going to do some serious deep dive research on the Ocompens and report back next episode. Uh, Thank you, Newman. I'm going to read the entire memory alpha. Much needed work. Yeah. On the Ocompens. So, So. okay. uh, Speaking of deep dives. Yeah, Dan. The only only thing I found was about uh, Ensign Wildman. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So apparently Jimmy Diggs, one of the writers of this episode... Uh, decided to honor a seven-year-old who died, and her parents uh, donated her organs mm-hmm. that okay. eventually uh, were used to save uh, the writer's wife's life. Oh, it was like a like a kidney or something. Um, so he named uh, Samantha Wildman after this little girl. Yeah. Oh, kind, that's of very a, nice. kind of a bummer, but you know, I guess yeah. nice, whatever. Uh, and apparently tribute. this, this little girl was uh fond of animals. So they made Ensign Wildman, the head of Voyager's xenobiology department at some point mm. in the future. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's very cool. cool. So yeah, there's some nice stuff tribute. to know. That's one <laughs> that would have been a much, I mean, he should have just written that story as an episode. It would have been a much more heartfelt, like, like yeah. would have yeah. made it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. that was I kinda, very I nice. Yeah. I would imagine <laughs> yeah. like organ harvesting would be much more prevalent in their situation. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. 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 Either way, though, that's a very nice thing. Anyway, to do, so. so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way that's to go. That. <laughs> way to go, Jeremy Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That's the episode. Yeah, so, so, I mean, it's not really much more to say about this. this <laughs> worth the voyage? The voyage? Uh, Dan, you want to start off on that one? Yeah, no, this was boring and bad. Yeah. But 
more boring. So yeah, no, it was just it was this garbage. It was nothing made sense, and even though it did all everything was negated because it wasn't really pregnancy. And even if it was, who cares? Like mm-hmm. there's other babies on the ship at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, everything about this was just bland and yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about that. So the mate, the problem they were uh, posing in this episode, which was what happens if there's children on board. Um, even though that problem gets resolved by Kess's situation, it happens anyways. So there's really, well, yeah, so, they're just forced to deal with that problem yeah. later down the road. Right, so, right. Yeah. So the, the, okay, the decision mind. to have a baby, yeah. Uh, first, it doesn't matter because she didn't have to make that decision because it wasn't really an elogium. Right. Right. And, and then, so one, once they make the decision, even, even though they, they don't agree at the same time about whether to have one, it didn't matter because it wasn't an option. Yeah. So. Well, not only point. that, like the, the main problem for the ship as a whole that's being posed by this 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 episode about like what to do if children come come along like it's posed as neelix and hex um kess's problem but later on like even though they resolve their problem the main problem still exists they don't actually solve the problem they just now are presented with it down the road you know yeah Uh, well i don't know i I don't even really see it as like a a ship-wide dilemma for that Mm -hmm. Uh, i really they they were separately just trying to fight off the space slugs Mm mm-hmm and, yeah. and honestly, I'm kind of getting tired of like how submissive and passive the ship is slash yeah. Janeway. Yeah. Like immediately it's like, oh, I might hurt a slug. So let's <laughs> let's not save everyone's life. And the way they get out of this is by literally rolling over and being submissive <laughs> and giving up. Like, right. Like, yeah. Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, I feel like every alien he encountered, he, he either he either had sex with or punched in the face. He oh, did yeah. both like, most times. Yeah. In the Gladiator <laughs> yeah. episode, he yeah. had sex with that lady and then punched Kirk. her in the face. Oh, yes. Was this was this just like a like a like a nineties like PC culture taking over thing? Um, like I I don't know what what changed, but it's just it's lame. I don't know. I mean, Kirk would have had the ship fuck each and every space slug. Yes, like yes, one he, at a time. He would have like <laughs> used like he would have like like shot shot probes into each one and like satisfied them. Yeah. You know, he he would have <laughs> stolen Kess from Neelix. Yeah, <laughs> like screwed her. Just yeah. yeah. I don't know, like. Everyone's being so polite to a almost fatal fault mm-hmm. that I don't know. I just I can't. I think that's more of I think that's more of Janeway's character. She did. She, I, I hate the just the only female captain that we've seen, but like she she doesn't have that edge that the other captains do. And I worry. And we talked about they, this before. But. Yeah, I worry that they wrote her that way because but, she is a woman and trying to bring like a right. more feminine touch even, to the role. But it doesn't exactly. need to be a gendered thing. Like it doesn't right. need to be. It just it could have been a Kirk like character or a Picard like character just in the body of a woman. Like it didn't need to be. Yeah, I don't know. Like exactly. softer in whatever right. way. I mean, Star Trek has already set precedent for a strong female commanding, like a uh, Commander Shelby from that. Next gen. We haven't done her for this show, but Mm -hmm. she's a kick-ass female commander, like, Mm -hmm. you know, who doesn't take shit. Mm -hmm. Um, She would have been great for the show. Yeah. Because she would just kick ass, you know what I mean? So I think it's just Janeway's, the way that they write the character and what Kate Mulgrew brings to it, Mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, extenuates that that, uh, 
almost like Amish mom sort of like That's yeah. weird. let's have a peaceful farm here. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but you know I, I can't even I just, really put my finger on oh it. But like Picard was literally like drinking tea and quoting policy, mm-hmm. which yeah. is also not aggressive. But for some reason, they framed it as always like a a moral dilemma that he mm-hmm. was like struggling with, right? Instead of immediately giving up, right? And there were definitely so, times where Picard, I think like laid down the law and was like, all right, fucking blow. Him oh up. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He was right. not afraid to utilize that yeah. power. Um, whereas right. Janeway, I think is a little bit more so, or maybe they just wrote this series into more of those situations. I feel like they get into a lot more like, um, par- not perilous, but just like they get beat up a lot. Yeah. Voyager does as opposed to, I don't remember the enterprise getting beat up this much. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Voyager well, encounters a, more, a lot. They a stronger position. That's right. true. They're a bigger ship, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Voyager, you know, not being the ones who are going to, like, a peace talk or something. or mm-hmm. Like, they, they have no one to rendezvous with here because mm-hmm. there's no one to go, ma- you know, like, talk with because they don't know anyone. That's true. So yeah. Voyager true. has to run into these sort of, like... Look, it's a swarm of this, or it's yeah, a yeah. That's true. There's not as they don't have as many of, options for different types of episodes for that reason. Right. That's and true. It, they kind of wrote themselves really, into a hole there. Yeah, I'd yeah. say like half of the Voyagers I've really pay attention to. Um, they they like bump into something. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, there's this now, and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So I will agree with Dan. Um, I don't think it's worth the voyage. Um. I think the idea of a starship that needs an intergenerational crew is really cool. And I would like to see someone tell that story through Star Trek Mm -hmm. or other means. I think that'd be really neat. Um, But yeah, this, this episode's not that story. So um, it's, yeah, it's so boring. It's really boring. (laughs) And the whole stuff about like the weird sex with Cass is just weird and bizarre and kind of gross. So um, yeah, not worth the voyage, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's like weird because like, it's like a play on traditions that we don't know about. Uh-huh. It's like she she's struggling with going through all of these stages, like at an earlier that at an earlier age that that we're expecting. Right, we don't know anything about the foot rubs and tongue exactly. Swelling. So it's True. already all alien to us. So mm-hmm. it doesn't it just doesn't play like she should be struggling with it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Like when when yeah. all this stuff comes up in dialogue. It's it's like we should know about it, but we don't. So it's just mm-hmm. we don't. It, it, it doesn't no. matter to us. Yeah, yeah. It's very awkward. Yeah. It's very yeah. awkward. So Newman, was it worth the voyage? Um, I like the character of Kess. I I, I always have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like her. She's too. she's kind of like a manic pixie forest elf chick, which I've always <laughs> you know liked. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I don't like. No, not worth the voyage. It's just it's just a bad episode. All right? Um, yeah. It's just. Um, it just doesn't work on really any level. Like I said, the A and B plots were like mixed up and mashed up and it's just, no, it's, it's not even for like the, the development of these characters. Um, it has no real effect on the future mm-hmm. except the very last scene with Wildman. But other than that, the whole show can just be forgotten. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just my frame of mind, but don't we come to that conclusion a lot? 
Yes, we for should. This, <laughs> yeah. for the, I mean, for this yeah. series, I think especially though, like yeah. there's been quite a few where we're like, this didn't do anything and it was boring and it didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I feel like some of the other ones, I mean, granted, I think a lot of the episodes we review though, the worst episodes are what offs from the series. You know, the ones that are continuing episodes are generally better because they have more sure. time to tell the story. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, I feel like Voyager has a particular problem with this. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it was kind of jarring coming from one that we all liked. Yeah. La- true. Last That's time. True. Last time. To mm-hmm. one that kind of does basically the exact opposite. There, there mm-hmm. was, there was no urgency. There was no character like, you know, n- like needs that had to be met. Like they were just, you know, the last episode I thought was great. This one's kind of like eh, meandering, Maybe. boring. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Right. So lame. Yeah. Yeah, lame. <laughs> All right. What um, are we doing next time, New? Next time we are doing a special commentary edition episode. Uh, we are going to be commentating on Star Trek Generations, the first next gen um, feature film. Sweet. So, uh, Yay. Yeah. So if you uh, want to follow along with that, you know, just like any, our caretaker uh, episode. Any, any rough summary of, of what that one's about? So that movie is kind of weird because it was the first next gen movie, but mm-hmm. um, and and they filmed it almost back to back from when the, when the series stopped. They just dove right into that movie. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of so, no. So it was no like the, the movie to wrap up the the series. Um, it was um, the movie to to transition from the show to the movie era. Mm-hmm. Oh, so not okay. not a wrap up, but a a you know it's a hey it's our first big movie. Yeah, um, I think of they that reference of that crew. Don't they reference a few things that happened in like the last season? I think I don't remember. Well, there are some I'm things that sure. show up in that movie that were shown in that in the series, show. like the the um, Klingon twin sisters show up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Ursa and Bator. Technically, so, too, I think technically um, Troy and Worf are still together in that movie, uh, but they're not, they're not shown together. But they were dating in the end of the series. Hold on, Troy Maybe. and Worf. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very short lasting uh wasn't relationship with Riker? multiple Rikers. <laughs> Not yeah. at that time. Not at the same time. But no, yes. I know, but like yeah, but yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> she's she's yeah. got a checklist and yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, it's it's yeah. to transition them from T V series to film. Um mm-hmm. I think where the film falters is the studio's need to include some of the original series crew. In the movie as well, mm-hmm. and it oh, like, kind of uh, Kirk and Spock yeah, on them. Kirk is mm-hmm. a big part of that movie, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work as well, far is it, as is there why time they need travel it. involved, or is it just they're old? Time is involved. Um, yeah, um, a little bit of both. Not essentially time travel. It's kind of this. Uh, you'll you'll what? see. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you will see. I mean, technically, yeah. time um, is involved in all. There stories, is this but. this uh, <laughs> there is this wave out of time called the Nexus, mm-hmm. um, which you can go into and then leave at any really point in time that you want to. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, time you'll travel. see. So it's time it's, travel. Yeah, yeah well, sure. All right, yeah. you know what? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. It has, I'll, it has, I'll ask all my questions during yeah. during the commentary. So, yeah, uh, viewers, if you want to uh, watch that while we commentate, that would be the perfect time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we'll be going to DS9 and uh, Move Along Home will be our first DS9 episode. 
Yay. So All right. yeah. that's our yeah. near future. I've, yeah. I've always heard good things about DS9. Yeah. But yeah. not that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Dan. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, we did get one question um, from our good friend Brian. Uh, Brian asks, um, I'm not going to use his particular vernacular, but he, he asks uh, how we choose episodes. Like, So which ones do well, we talk about? Did he say, like, how the fuck do you choose your oh, episodes? No, okay. well, well, okay. I think he called us honkies or something. Yeah, he called, us, he called us jive-ass honkies. <laughs> um, oh, Brian. How do you jive-ass honkies choose which episodes to talk about? Um, how much input to, do Dan and Beth have considering he's – Never seen any episodes outside of those, and she seems to enjoy almost every episode. <laughs> I, <laughs> Good point. I have, Thank you, Brian. I have no input because um, that would not be helpful. <laughs> I, I find out uh, as as we do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so Newman, how do you how do you research um, or choose? I have a very scientific system of Googling worst Star Trek episodes <laughs> nice. and, um, <laughs> um, you know, going through several lists to see like some correlation of, okay, so these two or three people will really think that, okay, this is the worst of this show. Yeah. Um, I would say we do yeah. take into account, like we've had a few listeners write in and uh, request episodes um yeah and you yeah. know say, like all oh, these ones are particularly bad and those have been added to our list of ones to do as well yeah. um newman and i before we even started this podcast we used to talk about bad star trek episodes and how yeah. fun doing this podcast would be so that i exactly. think that's where we kind of started uh, yeah um, actually yeah. didn't uh didn't we talk about uh someone suggested an episode that we're going to be doing yeah well um yeah. move along home was mm-hmm. a oh, suggestion okay, that, that one okay yeah, yeah. but yeah. we were going to get to it anyway but mm-hmm. that person also helped kind of move it up so. yeah, yeah move it yeah. along yeah right <laughs> um but yeah it's yeah. mostly worst of lists and i from the lists that i've seen i've tended to agree with most of what they've you know helped us do here so mm-hmm. cool um yeah, yeah. so well, thanks so brian yeah, yeah thank you brian yeah uh yeah and if anybody else has a question, keep them coming. Uh, you can visit our website at uh, com. Mm-hmm. Or you can you, find us on Twitter. Um, our handle is at Make It So So Cast. <laughs> All right. Or you can email us at Make It So So Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we are very reachable, and thanks for the feedback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it. That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening to this weird, wacky episode about alien pregnancy and back sacks. So, yeah. Back sacks. Yeah. This, this, Word of the yeah. Day. There's this, this episode, not only watching, but just talking about it, just put, puts me in like a, a funk. I don't know. Yeah. A back sack funk? Back sack yeah. funk, man. Your back yeah, I feel like I'm carrying a full grown person on my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And with that, we will leave you. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.